0: For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician-recommended brand.
1: Welcome to ABG, Asian Boss
0: Girl, a podcast for the modern-day Asian-American woman. I'm Janet.
2: I'm Mel. I'm Helen. And I'm Maitreyi
1: Ramakrishnan.
0: Never have I ever came onto the Netflix scene in April of 2020 and has since been described as a watershed moment for South Asian representation in Hollywood. Known for breaking Asian stereotypes, the series was created by Mindy Kaling and Lang Fisher and is a coming of age comedy and teen drama partially based on Kaling's childhood. Our guest today, Maitreyi, captured the hearts of many by playing the character Davey, an Indian American high school student coping with the death of her father. We are beyond excited to have her on the podcast. Please welcome to Asian boss girl, Maitrey. Hey, thank you guys
3: for having me.
1: So, before we get uh, into the show, Maitrey, your family came to Canada as refugees from Sri Lanka, and you grew up in Mississauga, Ontario. Yeah. Um, We always like to start out by sharing a little bit about the history of our guests. So, can you share with us what your childhood was like, where you grew up, anything about your culture? 100%
2: yeah I'm still here in Mississauga right now um yeah growing up in Mississauga for me and like my brother he's only two years older than me with my mom and my dad all four of us living under the same roof uh it was honestly an experience that I'm very thankful for because I grew up around a bunch of other kids from a bunch of different backgrounds so everyone was like trying to figure out who they are and like what's their identity which is awesome because you get to learn about mm-hmm. where everyone's coming from and you know about all these different cultures but you also then have to figure out like wait, wait wait like what am i like who am i what is my identity how am i to the rest of the world right because usually when you see brown girl you're like okay you're just like indian like that's it mm-hmm. like all brown people are just indian that's it but there's nothing else and i'm like no that that's not right that's not all who i am that's mm-hmm. the check and then of course there were other Tamil girls, you know, in my class classes who, you know, did their traditional like bear the natium, which is a very traditional Tamil dance. They actually spoke Tamil fluently and could write and read. I couldn't do all that stuff. Um, I thought it was really cool, but, and I tried, it didn't really work out well. Um, <laughs> I was not the best Tamil school kid on the block. Um, but that made me feel like, okay, wait, maybe like I'm not, as Thummel enough, I didn't check off this metaphorical, you know, checklist of culture that I feel like many, you know, minority cultures have, mm-hmm. you know, like these things that we have to do if you want to be proud. And then somewhere along the line, um, like in high school, especially it hit me that I was like, I don't care anymore. Like I am Thummel, I'm Thummel Canadian Thummel is my culture. Canada is my country. And I'm proud of that. And regardless of whether I can speak it fluently or I can only say the survival words, which is what I like to call like water and all the different foods. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what matters guys, it's about the food. Yeah. I was like, you know what? Like, this is just, this is who I am. And to think Tamil, being Tamil is just a language or it's just a certain dance, that just does it disservice because it's so much more. And I'm very proud mm-hmm. of who I am being Tamil Canadian.
1: That is a beautiful um, description of kind of the roundabout way that you feel that you started to accept our culture. Because I know a lot of our listeners can definitely relate. The three of us are all you know East Asian, so like you say, Mm -hmm. are we all the same? No, but we are. You know, parents came from very different places, and we all grew up very differently. So we definitely relate to that. Um, So thank you for sharing that.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And then you have such a like a bubbly personality that people gravitate towards. And then we know after high school, you're accepted into the theater program at York University in Toronto. Yeah. How when did you make that decision? And did you face any backlash from your family?
2: Yeah. So uh,
3: when I was 10, actually, got to kick it back there
2: because that's when I decided I wanted to be an animator for, you know, Pixar. And I wanted to go to Sheridan College and go to animation school and get the degree and everything and become an animator. Yay. Until all the way in grade 12 in my last year, I realized drawing on other people's time made me miserable, but I was too stubborn to not finish my portfolio. So I kept, Mm. you know, at it, kept, you know, working on that. My parents knew I was not going to do anything science and art related. Like they knew I dropped my sciences ASAP, like so quick. (laughs) I did continue with math all the way through high school though, just because my math teacher was awesome. She's, Mm the coolest shout out to Miss U because she believed in me and actually taught me in a way that I understood. I'm not very math savvy though, definitely not science savvy, but my mom was the one who suggested and said, hey, like my three, like why don't you just apply to York for theater? Just like do it. Like just put it in there, you know, put it in the mix. Like it won't be much commitment to apply, like whatever, just do it. And because I did, you know, theater after school, my mom saw before I really saw how much I like theater, she saw it. Cause she always, oh, wow. my family always pulled up to every single one of my performances. Not just like my mom, my dad, my brother, like grandparents as well, who live with me. But then also like the cousins, the aunts, the uncles. Mm. It was like, okay guys, my trace family's coming this night. So like just reserve the first two rows completely. <laughs> yeah, you that's know, cool. The big, the big brown family. But <laughs> yeah. my mom was the one that told me, you should like apply. And thank God she did because I decided like, you know what? I don't care if I don't become successful in theater. Like I I never thought I'd be on a Netflix show. I never thought I'd be like a celebrity. My idea was like, I'm going to just do local community Toronto theater because like, that's awesome. Mm. And I'll just be doing what I like and I'll like make money as I need it and just act. That's just Mm. really fun. So that was the plan until the tweet and all that jazz Dang.
0: well we love a supportive mom and entire family that is amazing mm-hmm. oh I- yeah I'm so so thankful like as a kid my dad's thing was always like
2: you tell me what art supplies you need I'll buy it like oh you oh, need wow. the lessons like my mom and my dad put me in piano lessons when I was a kid and because I love like piano they were like yeah yeah like continue with it like same thing for my brother my brother loved guitar He also did piano too, but then he liked guitar more. It was like, okay, cool. Go do guitar. Like truly my parents raised both my brother and I to not think that anything was out of our reach. If you wanted to do something, do it,
0: but like do it with all of your heart. For Mm -hmm. sure. For sure. Shout out to all the supportive parents out there. Right? I'm
2: so thankful for them. I'm so thankful for them. Like, honestly, my mom and my dad, season one, they split the, the season because every single day they came on to set with me because at the time I was 17. So I was still technically mm. a minor. Every single day, uh, my mom would still do her job remote on her laptop in season one and then still be able to come to set with me every day. Wow.
0: Wow. Talk about that yeah. balance, right? wow, that is amazing. Well, all of that has led you to this incredible show, Never Have I Ever. First off, what a great show and mm-hmm. way to represent for the South Asian community. Like I freaking love it. In the show, the character you play, Davey, she faces some you know pretty intense challenges around her cultural identity and relationships with her mother and her family. Yeah. Can you relate to Davy on a, on a personal level? It sounds like your parents are amazing people, but can you relate to Davy on a personal level on any of these experiences?
2: I still can relate. I mean, my parents are the bee's knees, but I think I only really realized that in my like last couple of years of existence of my 19 year old Mm -hmm. existence, because, you know, we always like, for the most part, take our parents for granted when we're younger, you know, I definitely had my walls up and like was, A troubled child when I need to be a troubled child and just be a misfit. So, definitely understood where Davy was coming from when it came to like feeling, you know, her mom didn't understand her and that Mm -hmm. there was no one in her house that understood her and that she was truly just someone that came in, came out, went to school and just happened to live at this address. Right. But then, like, you grow up and you realize, like, oh, wait, my parents are capable of like also being upset and they're also Mm -hmm. capable of. You know, not knowing what to do and are mm. capable of making mistakes. I think it's the it's the pedestal we put our parents on of just like no, like my parents don't cry like and then you see them cry for the yeah. first time and you're like mm-hmm. like you
3: what are you <laughs> <laughs> really? you have feelings? <laughs> it's like you see Why them you? as humans for the first time. You're like oh my gosh, you're actually a real human, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, you're
2: crying. Why are you? That's okay there they are
1: Mm -hmm. it's
2: weird right but yeah no for sure can relate to Davy in those ways for sure
1: Well, it is amazing that at the age of 19, you realize that because I think, um, we've met a lot of people who have that kind of reflection on their parents and especially children who are of like kind of this like mixed culture background, right? Mm -hmm. Like there's even more of a gap sometimes between you and your parents. So the fact that you've kind of come to that realization now is amazing. And it means you have a beautiful long road with them, um, to further develop that relationship. Um, so in the show, in addition to the relationship with her family, Davy also goes through a lot of, you know, she's in high school and we see as, you know, as a viewer, her kind of go through this identity, not crisis, but trying to formulate her place in her school mm-hmm. and with friends and, you know, getting crushes and dealing with enemies. Were there any kind of instances in her experiences on that front that you feel like you could relate to?
2: Yeah. I think,
1: I feel like a lot of people
2: can relate to this, but in general, the idea that like in high school the only thing that matters is what happens within those walls of high school like that's Mm, that's the world world. your entire world like you embarrass yourself like at high school it's not like oh it's just one day it just happened whatever no it's like oh my god like I'm going to die now I'm just going to (laughs) die this is the end this is the end of me and this all sucks um but yeah definitely in that front I feel like Davy's definitely one of those kind of teens as many are and then just learning how to like, you know, be a good friend. I feel like one of my favorite parts of Never Have I Ever is the relationship between the three girls, you know, with Eleanor and Fabiola. What I love about them is that like, we see the flashbacks of like their younger selves and the fact that they've been friends for so, so long and how they always come, you know, to to each other at the end of the day, at the end of the day. And they're always, you know, still there for each other, which I really like. And you just realize, like, yeah, these are your best friends. Friendships are so Mm. important, if not more important than what you think is, like, a real romantic relationship or whatever.
1: Wow, you are really wise beyond your years.
2: (laughs) Dude, people say that, and I'm like, nah. (laughs) No. Even when it's, like, you have such, like, a positive personality, I'm like, nah. I'm just very blunt, and Mm. I just, I say exactly what's on my mind. I text exactly how I speak, and I just say exactly what's on my mind. There's, like, no other... So no, no filter yeah, no,
3: yeah. No, no filter we love that we love <laughs> transparency you know no filters um yes. so last night i'll be honest i was re-watching season one mm. and my roommate and i were kind of like giggling over certain parts and because you know we talk about relationships in high school i think romantic relationships is such a huge thing and watching you you know do the scenes with paxton and ben you're like oh my gosh um i have to ask you like you know, Davy, Davy has two questions. She has packed an event, but who would my you choose?
2: Me? Honestly? Like, I've thought about it. Uh huh. They're not good options, man. <laughs> like, you're <they're> good <laughs> friends. That's a good answer. answer. They're they're good good answer. <laughs> I'm giving you the <laughs> honest answer. Like, this isn't even me being like team Davy, team Davy, because I am first and foremost yeah, yeah. team Davy, yeah. and generally like am. It's just that, like, also knowing, like, what I know now after high school, I feel like maybe if you asked me when I was in high school, I'd be this hopeless romantic that's like, no, Mm -hmm. this is it, like, this is your one true love, you're gonna, like, get married, like, no, 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 no way, (laughs) like, both Ben and Paxton could actually make just really good, genuine, solid friends, they really could, Mm. like, I, that, this is just me as my trait,
3: and I she think just friend zoned them, y'all. She just friend both
2: <laughs> of us. Friends on them. And there ain't nothing wrong with the friend zone, okay? Yeah, the friend true. zone's great. It's a great place to be. You know, just gonna like set up a nice couch for yourself and just somebody. That is such <laughs> a great answer. Pizza.
0: Good answer. Good answer. I was like, no, you can't ask that question on here, but good answer. <laughs> I know. Well, there are some racy scenes in this show. I will say. I mean, hello. Um, <laughs> how did you? How did you feel about those scenes? I mean, do your parents watch the show? Do you ever watch it with? Oh them yeah, yeah.
2: Just, like, no, 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 no. hello, no, no, no. My grandma too. My grandma. Oh my gosh. Too. Like, I, I'm talking both sides, Grandma. My my dad's mom and my mom's mom. Okay, I'm talking my aunts and uncles from like all around the world. <laughs> I don't, oh my nice. gosh generally i like thought about it and then i was like eh, okay like whatever i generally just don't care because it's like it's acting like i know it's acting it's not actually real and it's also like don't act like you haven't done this before or don't You're act like right don't act like you don't know this is a thing like you know yes. this is a thing <laughs> this isn't like some newfound concept for you i am quite sure that my grandmother has done similar things L- like logically in order for my right 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 for you to exist right. in this world exactly for sure so, with that logic in <laughs> mind I'm like eh, like it is what it is honestly my grandma is also like I love her to death she's so chill um with season two she was like no kissing not because <laughs> not because she was like oh I don't want you to kiss anyone like kissing's bad she's like COVID COVID I can't have ah. my granddaughter getting COVID she's like kissing other times okay but not know. now. No COVID. I can't. <laughs> no, you can't get COVID. But you can kiss whenever else. Like, that's
0: fine. That's my grandma. Well, has she watched the first two episodes? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, no, no. My, my grandma actually has
2: seen the screeners with me. I always make it a point. Like, if my whole family can't, like, sit in, like, our living room. Because, like, I live with my parents, my grandparents, my brother, myself, mm-hmm. and then my dog. But if I can get my whole family to sit down, be in the same room, and watch, I'll always still, like, make sure at least, like, my grandma can. So yeah mm. she's seen it but she was genuinely like honestly i was waiting to see if she'd say something about covid but then she was way too into it oh and was like oh wait now i might be team ben wait now i might yeah. be yeah <laughs> yeah she's got her opinions she's got her opinions
0: oh that just means it's that good of a show for your grandma not hey. to have that opinion anymore no nah, she's so biased no no, no.
2: she's <laughs> so biased she's so biased She can see me do anything and be like yes
1: I'm like okay ma I cool 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 is all of your family kind of open like that like do you have open conversations with your parents about your dating life and and I mean
2: for the longest time no for the longest time no um I would keep that all to myself it's like I don't Mm -hmm. I don't want to talk about that but looking back my mom always like tried her best like specifically her always tried her best to like make sure it was like an open environment like, you can talk to me if something's going wrong. You can talk to me and all that. And I always actually built up this sense of, like, oh, if I spilt something, like, I spilt one of my secrets, I would be in trouble. Right? Mm-hmm. But that wasn't the case. Like, my mom was just like, no, just tell me. I'm not going to, like, go off at You just tell me. But in my mind, I just was convinced, you are going to go off at me. Like, you're not going to be happy. Um, this is for, like, my family that, like, lives with me, definitely in our house. There's nothing like off the table when it comes to my dad. If it was like me asking for something and he disagreed, the whole like idea is nothing can't be debated. And when I was young, when we were talking about just things happening in the world with like my brother and I, my dad sometimes would purposely take a different stance just to start a debate Mm -hmm. just to be like, yeah, no, prove to me. Like, this is why you believe this. Like,
1: communicate to me, like, this is why you think, you know, you're right. I mean, I can definitely see how that helps you develop your perspective and a clear understanding of like why you believe what you believe and where yes. you stand. Um, so that, that is amazing. Um, the next question is a little bit more serious, yeah. but I'm sure I'm really intrigued by what you'll have to say. Um, so, you know, as a young South Asian Canadian female actor, mm-hmm. um, you are in an industry that is kind of infamous for being quite cutthroat and quite, uh, you know, just, uh, just intense. How do you feel like, you know, with your, with your gender, with your ethnicity, with your age, um, what are some of the challenging experiences that you've, you know, that you've had so far?
2: Yeah. What's crazy is that like in high school and middle school and like elementary, I never thought I was discriminated on. I was like, no, I'm like one of the lucky ones. Like I don't, No one's racist to me. No one's sexist Mm. to me until I got into the workforce and I faced that. Let's be real. Like, you know, that's where a lot of people face that in any respective industry. And then I look back and was like, no, dude, like you definitely faced that when you were a kid, too. You just didn't realize Mm -hmm. it. You just Mm -hmm. like accepted it. And when I talked to like my other, you know, like Asian friends, they even realized themselves that it's just like. Oh, I just thought that was normal. Like, I just, I mm-hmm. guess I normalized that. That's just how we grew up. It's just how it is, or just general teasing. They're not like being racist, they're not being sexist. It's general teasing. And then you're like, wait, no, that was like low key messed up. That mm-hmm. was not fun. In this industry, though, like, yeah, it's, you're right. Like, it's 100% cutthroat. It is changing, like, it's changing for the better and i'm not going to you know lie and be like yeah we're getting better we're like moving forward like gay crazy like no no it still sucks when you know i have a bunch of people saying oh my god i related to davy so much and then i still see comments being like i never related to davy i wasn't like this at all in high school at first mm. i used to think like i would take it personally like mm. oh i did a bad job as davy or i shouldn't have done that or i shouldn't have said this or whatever But then I realized, no, 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 get off your high horse. This is not about you. This is not on you. It's actually on the fact that these guys just aren't Davy. And how could they be? How could every South Asian girl, let alone like all Asian girls, relate to Davy? No way. That doesn't make sense logically, right? So I was like, if I can't have an expectation on Davy, and I understand where these guys are coming from. And I truly empathize and understand the frustration when they say like, damn, I wish this was more like me because it's like, you know what? I would have, too. I want to be seen. I don't want to have to pick between the very few characters that we have to look like ourselves, but none of their personalities match mine. Mm -hmm. White people get all the different characters and all the different shades and then some to even make sure it's down to the T of whether a blonde or a brunette. But For us, it's like, no, 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 no. You're going to be the shy nerd or you're just going to be this character. You're going to be this personality. But for the girl, the South Asian girl that wasn't boy crazy, that was not a hothead, that was maybe only into arts and not academically inclined, who can't relate to Davy, right? The antithesis of Davy. I understand their frustration. Yeah. I wish there was someone for them to relate to. That's not Davy's job. That's not my job because... You can't make Davy be relatable to everyone. Then she's just an amorphous blob and suddenly we have a character with no substance. I myself, as my Maitreya Ramakrishnan, can't make myself relatable to everyone. I've only been alive for 19 years. I only know so much. I can only speak to my own experiences and just be honest. But hopefully I can do what Mindy did for me and open the doors to create change and bring someone new, right? Yeah. I'm very thankful for that tweet. If that tweet didn't exist, it wouldn't have been me. It would have been someone else. It would have been a very different show. And I'm so thankful for that idea that she took the time to make that tweet because that in itself was a lot of work going through every single one of those tapes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was a long answer. I'm sorry. I was like, no, oh. that was, that was, like, that <laughs> was mean, the
1: perfect answer.
0: Yeah. That was a great answer. And in my trade, I think you're doing the absolute best that you can do. And you're doing such an amazing job. I mean, to have just Thank so such like few shows out there it, that mm-hmm. that's the problem, right? We need to yeah. have more shows so that people can say, oh, I actually, you know, relate to this character or mm-hmm. that character instead of mm-hmm. saying there's only like three to choose from. Like, who do I pick? I can't pick any yeah. of these. And no, all of a sudden exactly. you get angry
2: exactly 100% and like that in itself of like you know Davy being a child of immigrant parents that Mm -hmm. story is very different for many people of like Mm -hmm. how that comes to be and how that upbringing happens right like there's only so few characters to describe some of the most like wide variety of experiences that people can go through like growing up
3: yeah I agree and I also think that like you know, in, in the Asian community, all of us have different relationships with our identity and culture. Mm-hmm. And you kind of spoke about, you know, growing up and where you grew up, there's a pretty diverse, but you're still trying to, you're still trying to find your own place in your relationship with your culture. Yeah. What would you say now is your favorite aspect of your culture though?
2: Well, one thing like growing up, and I think this is like also like Davey, like I was never
3: embarrassed of my culture.
2: Mm-hmm. It was never like a, Ooh, like my culture is gross or weird. I never once got that. It was just truly like I need to, I want to understand it. I want to appreciate it. I want it to truly actually be a part of me, something that I genuinely care about. And now the being Tamil, I think one of the things that things that I love the most about it, aside, like the food aside that, mm-hmm. I think it's just the idea that like Tamil people are some of like the hard, most hardest working people I know that they're really like true hustlers and we're all mm-hmm. around the world, right? Like I got cousins in China. That's so sick. And then I got cousins like America and England and Germany, you know, everywhere. It's so awesome. But they're all hustlers, just like my parents are, where, you know, they juggled so much for their with their careers, but then also for their two kids. And I see all of my uncles and aunts do the same thing for my cousins. So, yeah, that's the thing I appreciate the most about my culture, that
0: we're true hard workers and hustlers. I feel you on that. I feel you on mm-hmm. that for sure. Food uh- and the hustle. Yes. Yeah. Food and the hustle. Seriously. Yes. <laughs> If you are getting bombarded with wedding and bridal shower invites and want to step up your gift game, check out Uncommon Goods. It's an online shop filled with unique, totally unexpected gifts. And when I say unexpected, I mean truly original things you won't find anywhere else. They have everything from decadent cake truffles to gourmet oil dipping spice kits to these beautiful birth month flower growing kits. And they're also introducing uncommon experiences. Choose from live online classes in mixology, cooking, flower arranging, and embroidery from hand picked artists and experts. There's this one that I've been eyeing called Handmade Pasta Class and Pesto Jars. That'd be right up my alley. And with every purchase you make at Uncommon Goods, they give back $1 to a nonprofit partner of your choice. They've donated more than $2 million to date. To get 15% off your next gift, go to uncommongoods.com ABG. That's uncommongoods.com ABG for 15% off. Don't miss out on this limited time offer, Uncommon Goods. We're all out of the ordinary.
1: Anyone who knows me knows that I absolutely love red wine. Now, normally I get my wine from grocery stores, but I recently upgraded to a lovely wine club called First Leaf, which curates wines specific to my palate, i answered a couple of questions about my wine and taste preferences and then first leaf shipped a box of wine directly to my home now normally at grocery stores i have a pretty limited selection to choose from and i'm making my decision based off of a tiny description card but when i got my first leaf box i had wines that i had never heard of before from italy to chile and australia and each came with a beautiful postcard describing the history of the wine flavor notes and suggested food pairings Firstleaf Leaf wines are also 60% off retail price, and your wines get better with each box. Every time you rate the wine you receive, First Leaf learns more about your palate and can send wine selections tailored to your liking with a 98% accuracy. Whether you're by the water grilling with friends or taking it easy at home, First Leaf is the perfect summer staple. Join today and you'll get six bottles of wine for $29.95 and free shipping. Guys, that is a steal. Just go to tryfirstleaf.com ABG and that's six bottles of wine for
0: $29.95 and free shipping at tryfirstleaf.com ABG. For anyone out there who is looking for instant gratification and to get more bang for their buck, Credit Karma Money is a checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. You already know Credit Karma as a company that has always been there to help you make better financial decisions. And now they want to help even more. When you use your Credit Karma money debit card, you can win daily instant karma purchase reimbursements on items up to $5,000. Just pay with your debit card, and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot, and your instant karma cash will be added to your spend account. It's that simple. And when you make a purchase between July 1st and July 23rd, you'll be automatically entered to win $1 million. Right now, visit creditkarma.com slash winmoney to open your free account and start winning Instant Karma. Go to creditkarma.com slash winmoney to sign up for free and start winning Instant Karma. That's creditkarma.com slash winmoney. Instant Karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank, Inc., member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. So uh, you are only 19 and you are so, so, so accomplished. I'm curious, you know, is there anything that you want to do in the last year of being a teen before you hit your 20s? Give me something fun. I saw like Mm
2: -hmm. on Instagram, like a meme about being in your 20s. And then I was like, yeah, that's weird for 20 year olds. Wait, wait, Wait. that's the end of the year for me. Hold on. I was like, oh, yeah. I'm gonna be in my twenties. Strange, strange. But anyways, um, if there's anything I wanna do before I hit my teens, like finish my teens, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think I'm good just, you know, living my life.
0: There's yeah. nothing I can't do when
2: I'm, you know, 20 that I couldn't do when I'm 19 or vice versa or whatever.
0: That's true. What was the what was the meme that you saw? I'm curious now, because we're beyond no. twenties. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> imagine if we did it. It was about like dating in your
2: 20s and it's just the idea of somebody asking instead of asking for your number they ask you for your Snapchat and you just run away. You're like, "Oh, no, that's a red flag. Don't ask me for my Snapchat before you ask me for my number. That's weird. That's weird." Bro, we're,
3: we're over here being like, "Do we still have
0: Snapchat? Like do we
3: still yeah, Exactly.
0: Like, no, you don't
2: use Snapchat anymore. You don't Please tell me. No. Like,
0: no. Isn't it Isn't it Snap now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what
2: do you even call it? Yeah. Yeah. Good old twenties. I'm excited. I'm, I'm not, I'm indifferent.
1: I think that's a good way to live your life. It means that you're kind of like, whatever it is that I want to do, I can just do it right now. What's the difference yeah. between time? Yeah,
2: exactly. Like recently I've been learning to try and rollerblade. I mean, I can do it. I'll do it. If I was 40, I'd still learn how to rollerblade. Definitely just slap on. Those <laughs> I'm so scared
3: to fall on my face with rollerblading. Dude, but that's my why you need
2: knee pads and like, like wrist pads and like elbow pads. That's what I
3: do. I'm afraid okay, okay. to get hurt. You got to look like a grandma um, out there now. You got to like pat I, I, yourself I, 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 up. <laughs> but Mitra, you're about to have an incredible year. We know season two, is about to hit Netflix in July. Mm. Um, our listeners probably are curious, you know, what is one piece of advice that you'd always go back to?
2: One piece of advice that I'd always go back to? Damn. One?
3: <laughs> like, wow, really, wow. you know, There's just only a lot advice. of
2: shit I've learned over, like everything has happened so fast. Like I truly mm. was just a regular high school kid picked out of you know Mississauga boom new life new chapter new season of my life yeah but um one piece of advice I'd give is actually coming back to the idea of like loving yourself right not I think that's one thing that I always make sure to remind myself I really really gotta like keep working on loving yourself and it's okay if you don't at certain times like it's okay I don't always love myself. I'll be honest, like as much as I preach self-love, it doesn't mean I'm always like, oh, I'm the bee's knees. No, no. Sometimes though, the self insecurities go so low, go so crippling low, it flips into a God complex, but then it goes back. Mm -hmm. But no, in all seriousness, yeah, just the idea of self-love and really checking up on yourself and doing right by yourself, keeping yourself
0: happy, doing it because it makes you happy love mm-hmm. that thank you for sharing that all right well the last question that we have for you obviously season two is coming out what is next for for you other other than season two what else is coming up yeah. for my tree and also how can our asian boss girl community support you yeah um
2: well right now obviously season two is going to drop but uh with that being said i recently got a new like deal to do a movie for netflix <gasps> congratulations uh, yeah. oh, my thank
1: oh my god thank you god
2: called netherfield girls it's going to be an adaptation of pride and prejudice like a modern adaptation so that'll be really fun and i'll play lizzie bennett and i'm really excited about that because it's a lead role of like strong lead female role not a side character a full character and it's not that i was the best brown girl i was just the best girl right Mm -hmm. just the best girl and it wasn't like they were looking for a specific south asian girl or any race specifically they were just decided to cast me and i was like yes
1: yes, yes. that is amazing, amazing. amazing. woo right. that is <laughs> yes. yeah that deserves a huge round of applause Thank oh my you. gosh well so,
2: yeah i'm very excited for that and you know taking on a character that's different to davy so hopefully yeah. more people who couldn't relate to davy could maybe relate to her mm, sure. Yes.
1: Oh wow! We are so excited for you. Thank you so much for joining us today, my tree. You yeah. are definitely an old soul with a very young heart. Uh, we cannot wait for season two of Never Have I Ever to drop on Netflix today when this podcast comes out, July fifteenth, and we will Whoa, definitely today. Oh my today. god! Yeah. So <laughs> we, we will. We will definitely be following you and your future projects. And listeners, if you haven't already, check out season one of Never Have I
3: Ever on Netflix right now. If you don't already, please follow us on Spotify, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, leave us a rating and review, and share this episode with your friends. You can also support us through monthly donations at anchor.fm slash asianbossgirl slash support, or get some merch at asianbossgirl.myshopify.com. If you
1: resonated with today's episode, let us know in the comments of our IG post. And if you'd like to put faces to our names, you can find us on YouTube where we share vlogs, an audience Q&A segment called Dear ABG, and much more.
0: Our handle on both platforms is at If you'd like to send a shout out to a friend, check out our link tree in our link in bio on our Instagram and click on shout outs. And last but not least, thank you to our super talented editor, Michelle, for working all her magic on our episodes, including this one. We will catch you all on the next episode. Bye! Bye.